This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I'm going to start, I think, tonight with a, a pretty simple question. Pretty simple If you are voting in the upcoming presidential election, why? 1-800-259-9231. Now, here's why I ask. Uh, I was just watching the most recent John Stossel special. John Stossel, of course, the co-host or co-anchor of ABC's 2020. And occasionally, the, the people over at ABC, for whatever reason actually allow him to just go off on pro-freedom rants for an entire hour, essentially. He has his own crew, as I understand it, that uh, like somehow they're insulated from, in, in some ways, from the rest of ABC's really? news. <laughs> that's that's how, as I've heard it. Whatever it is, the guy has managed to get some cloud over there, and he puts out some fantastic uh, documentary sort of news packages uh, talking about how it is that the government is just basically a, a big, dangerous joke. Uh, this most recent one was John Stossel's Politically Incorrect Guide to Politics. And for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, when you get done listening to Free Talk Live tonight, head over to freekeen.com. I've posted a link right there on the front uh, front page of the site, posted a link to an Internet version of John Stossel's, the full video. So if you missed it live on ABC, you can actually see it over at freekeen.com. But it was fantastic, and I was just watching it again, uh, most, a part of it, uh, with my girlfriend, because she hadn't seen it yet, and it was just as good the second time through. He, tu- he touches on some really important uh, pro-liberty ideas, and he, why Stossel is so brilliant is he makes them so easy to understand. He puts it in this, puts these uh, important economic concepts like uh, spontaneous order and creative destruction into an easy-to-digest package for your average consumer. And he just does such a brilliant job of communicating these ideas. Uh, so he's talking about things like this. He's talking about how when you look at people in an ice skating rink and they're skating around, nobody has to tell them what to do. They just, they on their own know what to do as far as how to stay away from other people and have a good time all at the same time. And the same thing applies to a pack of birds or a flock of birds and, uh, and fish as they sort of interact with one another as they swim about. I think, uh, I'd, feel more, I think I'd feel more comfortable in the flock of birds or the school of fish uh, than I would in the ice skating rink. I mean, yeah. I, I've certainly seen people in the ice skating rink that don't know enough to stay, um, to, to not run into other people but yes this is true uh but the, all that said spontaneous order is a very real natural phenomenon certainly it uh, is the rule it is not the exception right and creative destruction he talks about that how it's important for businesses to fail and this whole idea that government should be propping up businesses and keeping these people in business is absolutely absurd and so he goes over all these great points uh talking about how unintended consequences are a huge factor when it comes to government whatever government uh dis- people decide they want to do usually they end up creating the opposite of their intended original and uh, con- uh, their intentions and with they government just, right with government and so he just brilliantly covers all of this information but he ties it into what's going on in the political realm with these politicians constantly making all kinds of promises to people about what they'll somehow magically be able to do if they get elected and i have to wonder mark why is it that every single every four years in this country or in some some cases every two years why is it that every four years you have this same group of people sometimes the faces change but the democrats and the republicans they trot themselves out they make all kinds of outlandish promises about how great life will be if you just pull the trigger for them in the election and then 
after that, they get into office and everybody knows what happens. They don't ever uh, fulfill any of their promises. And some of them are so wild, how could they possibly? And, uh, you know, the, the government gets bigger. It gets more intrusive. It gets more oppressive. And then four years later, the same crap happens. Different candidates hop in the race and they spew out the same garbage over and over again about change. We need change or we need a maverick or whatever the hell it is the the uh, go the, the terms are the, this particular go around it's always the same change thing. certainly is a com- common one this time well, it's me vote for me and i'll make it all right and do, why do people keep falling for it pe- because people vote for the lesser of two evils is every that time. true it, it is absolutely there's got to be somebody listening here tonight and i figured you're gonna you were gonna bring that up there has to be somebody listening that does not feel like they're voting for the lesser of two evils if you're one of those people if you're one of those people that's yeah, McCain, or yeah, Obama, you know, you're all the way for the candidate because you believe they're a good, they're the good man, they're the right man for the job, or whatever it is you believe. If you're not somebody voting because, well, you're just trying to do damage control, I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. If you're voting, why? And you see, I, 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 this, this zero-sum voting that we have currently, one person, you know, everybody votes for one person, and then one person wins. It's it's a really crappy system. I'm not there's I'm not saying that the dem- federal government that is a crappy idea. And you you can call in and say that this is a republic. It isn't democracy. You can feel free and do that. I know it makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> this uh, stop your foot while you're at it. This this democratic system that we elect our representatives through. I don't. Um, not, not me. In not here my in America, the, the people of America elect their representatives in this fashion, and they're not really representatives. They're called representatives. Yes. Thank you. Um, so this the way that we vote stinks. This you vote for one person and mm-hmm. one person wins. Because I don't want five people to here, win. In 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 America, you don't get to vote for president. There are only fifty six people. Listen to the sound of my voice. There are going to be fifty six people who get to vote to elect the electorates that will then vote for the president in December. So what I'm telling you is your vote doesn't even count to elect the electorates because. A candidate only has to win in his state, and the reason I say 56 is because Maine and Nebraska have some funny systems, but likely you're listening not in Maine and Nebraska because we don't have any affiliates there. In your state, the candidate has to win by one vote, and that's the winner, and they get all the electoral votes from your state. That is a crappy system. If we had even uh, – e- there are better systems of voting out there. What's, what's well, the one? Well, just pr- prettying up the pile of crap isn't going to make it any less a pile of crap, Look, Mark. If, if, if you the federal get... government is a pile of crap, period. Understood, but we have to deal with crap. Um, we are dealing with crap, so I would prefer to deal with less crap. And right. But a better system would be – okay. I see where you're coming from. You can you can talk about proportional representation. You can talk about uh, what's it the ranking voting that you could possibly do. There are all right, kinds of instant runoff and, voting. There are all kinds of ways you can uh, rearrange the deck chairs of the Titanic. Uh, but but I want to know from people out there who are uh, who are participating in this and are feeling good about it. I don't want to hear from somebody that's uh, you feel icky about having to vote for the lesser of two evils. I want to hear from somebody that feels good about voting for one of these two uh, Rep- Republican or Democrat candidates out there at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty. And I just want to ex- I want you to explain yourself. What's your logic? I mean, have is this your first election? Have you never b- been through this before? I suppose that could be a possibility. Maybe you're 18 or 20 or something, and you, you didn't really pay that much attention back in 2004 or 2000 or back in the 90s. And yeah, that would be a valid excuse. But if you've been through this before, you've heard all the same crap over and over again, 
why are you falling for it? Well, why are you getting so excited about this? I'd you also really like believe to hear, I'd also like change? to hear from people that, uh, you know, uh, sort of about their thoughts about third-party candidates. You hear all the time that I won't vote for this third-party candidate because my vote won't count. Um, well, let's look at this for a second. Everybody who's who voted for John Kerry in 2004, did their vote count? Well, it was counted in the sense that mm-hmm. somebody tallied up the numbers, but that happened, hope. That happened for the uh, third-party candidates, too. So it was not counted in the sense that John Kerry became president. So what's the point in only voting for a Republican or a Democrat? John Kerry lost the same as Michael Badnarik did in 2004. Well, even if your candidate, your candidate wins, do you really win anything? Do yeah. you feel like you're a winner when that happens? There's a lot of this go team mentality when it comes yeah. to, to voting. It's and like sports. It, it, it really is. It's sad. So 1-800-259-9231. Because yes, we do. You, you remember the joke. the politicians. You they and I win. saw the same sign that said, vote George Bush for smaller government in 2002. <laughs> right? George oh, yeah. Bush, smaller government, has grown the government more in his term right. than any other president in history. Oh, but John McCain's going to get in, Mark, and he's going to slash it back. He's right. going to cut and burn. Right. And, and, and Barack Obama yeah, right. is all about uh, redistribution of wealth. Are you telling me that John McCain isn't going to take my wealth and give it to someone? Else. No, he's going to abolish the IRS his first because, day in office. Because if taxes exist, <laughs> that's redistribution of wealth. Now, you can say whatever you want in, in the manner that they want to redistribute the wealth. That doesn't matter to me. I don't care if you give it to some guy in the army or if you give it to some mother on uh, WIC. It doesn't matter to me. It's still forced redistribution of wealth, and it's still socialism. They're both socialists, and it's sickening. 1-800-259-9231. Are you voting in the presidential election? Do you feel good about who you're voting? Voting for if so, why? Or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything this live Saturday edition toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. In fact, I sent out an update this morning uh, because it's the first of the month, which means it's time for you to vote for us at vote.freetalklive.com. It's one of the easiest things you can do to help Free Talk Live out, to help get new listeners on board with this program. And if that's valuable to you and you like what we do here and you like the fact that we give away our website stuff free, please take just a moment and go to vote.freetalklive.com. All you need is your email address. It's only used for verification purposes, so it's real quick. You just go fill out a quick uh, couple things, and it's easy. Vote.freetalklive.com. In a four-week clinical trial, participants were advised to maintain their normal eating and exercise habits, and without changing their daily routine, 83% of the participants um, using the key component in DEXC20 lost weight. I've been taking DEXC20 for a couple of months now, and I lost six pounds. I've recently started uh, exercising and working out, so I've my, my weight loss has sort of stopped, but my my waist is still shrinking. I recommend DexC20 for you. Uh, you can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC. It's in the gold box. DexC20. 
All right, so you've seen uh, perhaps video footage of some of these uh, voting types out there getting really, really jazzed up and excited about their candidate, whether he be uh, Barack Obama or John McCain. Some of these people in this country are very, very excited, and I want to talk to some of you tonight because I don't get it personally. I don't really understand uh, why it is anybody could be excited about voting for one of these people. Uh, it, I mean, it just uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, as you said, Mark, there are a lot of people that go out and they vote for the, what they consider to be the lesser of two evils, but that can't be something you could be really getting excited about. So I want to hear from the people that that are getting really jazzed up about their candidate and tell me why it is you're voting, why it is that uh, you, why you think that something's going to be different this time. Uh, it seems like it's always the same old crap every four years. Am I wrong about this? Let's find out what you think. Uh, go to the phones. Ladies first. D is calling from Eureka, listening to KGOE. Hello, D. Hi. 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 Can you hear me? I we can. gotcha. Go ahead. Okay. Yes. Well, um, I am pretty excited about um, the the likelihood. <laughs> I can finally say at this point of Barack Obama becoming president. And um, I do understand what you guys are saying about the whole political system just being a pile of shit. Oh, we I'm sorry. I can't let you go Shoot, on. Geez, but sorry. it was going to be interesting, your call, until you did that. We continue and talk to David in Keene, New Hampshire, listening to WKBK. Hello, David. Hi. Hey, David. What's on um, your mind tonight? I also am happy that Barack is going to be the president. Because I'm going to be proud of our nation when, the, and I'm going to feel national pride when he gets elected. Well, now, um, were you were you proud when uh, Bill Clinton was the president? I wasn't. Not no. It, it's not going to. It's not going to. It will not. I've. I've. I'm a little over. I'm over forty, and I've been voting since like sometime in the eighties, and I just have never had the. Um, enthusiasm that I do now. What's different this time? Mostly, uh, number one, well, I would vote for him anyway, and I and and the fact that he he never wanted to run to do any negative campaigning. He got dragged. The way it seemed to me, he got dragged into the gutter, and and very reluctantly. And why why negative campaigning? I mean, what what is it about negative campaigning that you don't like? I mean, well, that's only one part of it. If, if, that's well, only a small. part I understand of it. that's 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 only one part, but that's the part we're talking about now. That's what um, you mentioned. I mean, you know, negative campaigning. It seems to me if you know Barack Obama voted to increase spending every time in the Senate or whatever, um, they might they might say about the candidate that I should know that as a potential. Or if voter, John right? McCain voted I mean, for whatever, right? I mean, in this election, there are going to be people that know far less about the issue than you and I do going out and casting their ballots. And they're likely, some of them will cast ballots that are, um, you know, the opposite of yours. Don't you want those people to have as much information about the candidates as possible? Well, factual discussions, that's different, but like well, what kind of other stuff. Negative, is... What kind of negative campaigning has existed that hasn't been factual? Um... I don't. I, I don't I, think there I has can't been any. I think of the specifics now, but well, okay. Really well, you know what? I have I a problem with this, though, uh, David. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, we've got other calls here, and I want to get through a couple more questions. Um, 
the, the whole negative campaigning thing seems to be a surface issue. My question was uh, in regards to the fact that every four years they trot out the same old crap, they make the same old promises, and they break Not their the promises thing. every single time. And, Not of course, the there's no way thing. they could possibly fulfill them because they're ludicrous, absurd, unrealistic promises. And yet people continue to fall for the same old game every it's four years. Haven't you noticed that? What's, what's different this time? Not the same this time. What's Bes- different? Besides you, your perception that he's a nicer man, what's different as far as about really the message? The difference is, the difference is, um, well, it's it doesn't just sound like, like Colin much. Powell said. It is, it's like Colin Powell said. Colin Powell said, as he said that that um, um, inclusiveness he spoke of. And he also spoke of, of, of them hurling around words like Muslim and having and equating Barack, a person who's very dignified, very much a gentleman, re- re- equating him with so some, want- kind of, some kind of uh, terrorism and trying to equate him with, with that kind of thing, which is like just – so about you, the worst negative campaigning anybody could do. Is this, you're, that's all you're focused on. <laughs> you know, all you're focused on is how they talk about do one another. Think, do you think that the America will be a better place once we have a, a, a president who hasn't been a white Protestant? Is that what you're saying? Not, I don't know about white Protestant, but an old white guy, absolutely. Well, so it's, right. a, it's a racial vote. So that's Thanks. all you got. Thanks racial. for the call. So no, there's nothing isn't. different for you this time except for the fact that he's not as negative a campaigner. You know, that's I, all you've got. I don't have much respect for Rush Limbaugh, but I swear to God, I agree with him on this issue. The Democrats care more about race than Republicans do in this and in, in this particular. I don't election. know. I do. I don't know. There's a I bunch do. of good old boy racists out there that are probably very upset that there's a black man running for president. Uh, the, the the voices that I hear. Yeah. Well, you do love live up in New Hampshire. Mm. People are a little different up here. We go on, talk to Lester, listening to KUSA out in Yakima. Hello, Lester, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, thanks for uh, taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I'm voting for Obama. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, you feel good about that? that? Yeah, because it's uh, maybe maybe he, because he has no experience with somebody new that is being He has no experience? Isn't he a well, senator? Well, you don't get to be. Little. I'm sorry. You don't get to be a senator without having experience in running the game of politics. Go ahead. Well, I'm talking. Everybody complains about because he is new and he has no experience. But I think he's give him a chance on somebody that is new. Give him a chance because he's <laughs> new. Okay. I, I agree, I agree okay. that um, that it's a better reason than the I last like, guy. I like new better than I like old when it comes to politicians. What do you think about Sarah Palin? Uh, She's doing pretty good. I mean, she's a very lady, uh, strong lady. and uh, Well, why not vote for her? She's new. She seems newer, uh, too. She is newer. Yeah, she's only been a governor. And she's a woman. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Can somebody give me something with substance besides, well, There's he's no a nice substance of this. He's, he's pretty. He's beautiful. He's got white teeth. This is all we've got. Or, or he was a POW. Oh, yeah. He's a maverick. He's a maverick. <laughs> Why are you voting? Are you excited about this? Give me something substantive. 800-259-9231. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. 
To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. And by the way, those features include live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, webcam, all free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. If you're remodeling your kitchen or bath before you go to the big box home stores and uh, check out the knobs or even after you go, uh, you can purchase knobs and pulls at wholesale prices on the Internet uh, at internobs.com. It's I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs and pulls at internobs.com. All right, so I started the show out by asking a pretty simple question. I wanted to know, if you're voting on Tuesday in the presidential election, why are you voting for, and it doesn't really matter to me who you're voting for, I guess you probably will have to tell us, but uh, why are you voting for whom you're voting, and do you feel good about it? I don't really want to hear from people that are just going to say, well, I'm voting for Barack Obama because he's the lesser of two evils, or I'm voting for John McCain because he's the lesser of two evils. We know there are a lot of people that vote for that reason already, and I understand that particular position. I get that. Okay, it's sort of a self-defense kind of voting position. I don't necessarily agree that either of them are, lesser, are the lesser of the two evils. I think they're both about the same. But that's another issue. So I get that. But what I don't get is why somebody would be voting in the presidential election and feel good about the person they're voting for. And so I want to know, if you're voting in, on Tuesday, why do you, if you feel good about it, why? 1-800-259-9231. And so far, the reasons have been absolute garbage. Well, I mean... So far, it has been the surface, the, the political, uh, sideshow crap. Uh, what we've, we've been talking to people. One guy said he's going to vote for one of the candidates because he's a nicer campaigner. He hasn't been as nasty. Uh, and the other one is because he's new. He's new to the game. So therefore, let's give new. him the keys to the party. I, I, but you called de- him onto the carpet. In, in defense for these gentlemen um, that, that called in, I people vote for really awful reasons. And that's why I consider voting to be an awful thing. I'm just um, trying from, to understand it, From though. the process that we're dealing with here. Right. I, now, I'm not saying that you going out and voting is awful it's the fact that there will be somebody will be president come january 20 uh, 2009 it will be either barack obama or john mccain and the polls are pretty close on them Likely, I mean, it very well could be a third-party candidate but it seems extraordinarily unlikely so you're gonna get what the leader that somebody wants and this person will They're not my late uh, leader I'd like to make that You're going to get them, and they're going to shove policies as, as far down your throat as they possibly can. Nah, not decisions me. I'll they ignore make, it. De- decisions they make will affect you, whether you well, like it or not. They, do ca- they tax my and cell phone and gas. And that's why people get so upset yeah. about um, these candidates is because they know that the next person is going you – know, that, that somebody else is going to make a decision that affects their life, somebody they don't know and don't have to share the values with. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Lewis, listening to WKMQ in Mississippi. Hello, Lewis. Yeah, yes. Hello, sir. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, well, asking why we voted. I am voting basically for the future of my grandchildren. Okay, and, so you're feeling good. Also. You're feeling good about who you're voting for? Uh, yes, I guess I am. I'm voting still, though. I, it, I, you know, it's not a party as much as it is the what the person stands for. 
Well, um, so what, what, what are these things that the person stands for that you I, I believe like? that John McCain will stand for the Constitution. Really? Because He's going to be the first Republican so, in history to stand so for the Constitution? Do what now? John McCain's going to be the first uh, Republican in history to stand for the Constitution? No, no. Well, I'm, I'm saying I believe he will follow it closer than the, his opponent does Great. this time. This is the reason often that I have found myself checking the R box myself, because I've right. kind of felt like Republicans do a better job sticking to the Constitution than Democrats. However, right. when I think about, um, for instance, I've got to look personally at the 2000 to 2006 when we had Republicans in the House, the White House, and the Senate. They were, um, you know, it was majorities of all those. And I feel in those years that we've strayed, certainly in my lifetime, the farthest from the Constitution as we possibly could. We've got unconstitutional searches and seizures, unconstitutional uh, uh, POW camps down in uh, Guantanamo. We've got uh, an unconstitutional expan- war, an, an expansion of a of, of government, three trillion uh, dollar beyond, government, yeah, beyond what when anyone, can, when anyone could imagine. No declaration of war in two cases. Doesn't that bother you? Yes, it does, and uh, I don't always believe that uh, the Republicans follow the Constitution better than other people. But as a general rule, yeah, I think our government should back, they should get down to to following the Constitution. The president should. He's supposed to said he is supposed to faithfully execute and you know all of the the, the laws of the Constitution, defend the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they don't seem to care what they're doing. Yeah, as but long you, as they can be reelected. But you think John McCain's going to be different? I believe he will follow that closer. All right, that's kind of a lesser of two evils argument, basically. You're sort of restating the lesser of two evils. Thank Thank you for the call. Uh, 800-259-9231. So he said he believes that McCain will follow it closer right after he acknowledged everything that you said, Mark, about the fact that when the the Republicans, these so-called Constitution guys, were completely in charge of the federal government, they, they increased the size of government more than Bill Clinton could ever have even imagined. So he acknowledges that the Republicans didn't do a damn thing to get back to the Constitution, and then goes on to say, that he still believes old John McCain well, will follow you it closely. You know, so it's a total lesser of the two evils that, argument. He knows that he, yes, and, and that's what it is. That's not what I'm looking for tonight. I mean, you can still call in, but, you know, we've heard that before. I understand where people are coming from on that. I don't necessarily agree with it. I think that uh, both of the parties have thrown the Constitution out the window. The Constitution has been a dead letter for uh, decades. The decades. If, <laughs> if not since the day it was signed. Uh, we continue here. I want to hear from somebody who is voting and is excited about who they are voting for, not because they're going to do less damage. I don't want to hear that that argument, as I understand that. Let's continue and talk to Tom, listening to uh, listening in northern Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, I sort of agree with the previous caller, and I also agree with you, but I'm a member of the United Steelworkers in northern Minnesota, and... Uh, we're having the Obama thing shoved down our throat. Mm-hmm. We don't like it. They're using union uh, money and and uh, whatever to do this. Yeah, the, and a lot of people aren't happy about that. The connection between uh, d- Democrats and unions have been has been unholy for a long time, and I, I can I totally understand how being a, a member of the union, where you know it, it's t- trade guilds go back centuries. Uh, it's it's good that skilled guys get to get paid better than unskilled guys. I don't have a problem with that, but uh, the it seems like the unions have been in bed with the Democrats and endorsing their policies for a long time, and I I, I would be with you um, on that. Yeah, well, the teachers are the same way. No, sure, everybody in the union. 
So you've, you're, you're just kind of upset that uh, this one particular candidate happens to have ties within the agency that you're forced to – essentially, you're, you know, they're extracting money from you in the form of dues. So you're sort of um, upset that they're using your money to promote a candidate you wouldn't necessarily want to promote. Absolutely. Okay, but that 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 doesn't mean you're excited about voting for the other candidate. Are no, you? you just wanted to have a say. I'm not excited about either one. Okay. I'm actually sick about both of them. Fair enough. Good to hear that. Thank, Thank you, you, sir, for the call. 800-259-9231. Give me somebody with some jazz. Well, somebody with some excitement. There's got to be someone in America who can explicitly explain why it is they're excited about their candidate for some reason other than the fact that he's new or he's pretty or, you know, he is uh, he's a better campaigner. Or he's People a maverick. Don't make decisions or... based on issues. There I'm... has to be someone out there. Oh, there Mark. is someone out there, absolutely. But what you're going to get is people who are, are, are like you and me that are like, I'm tired of having the choice between two giant crap sandwiches to vote for, and that's what we get every year. I thought it was the worst it could possibly get with Kerry and Bush, <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. We continue, and we talk to I believe Ron is on the line, listening to KMED in Oregon. Uh, Ron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, yes, Ron. thanks. Um, you will get some, <laughs> some excitement and a different a different perspective, and I hope that you'll listen to it. We'll try. Yes. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, before you go on, is your name Ron? <laughs> um, that's a nickname. Okay, okay. okay. because I, I would have called on you sooner if I'd known you were a lady listener, but they didn't mark oh, down as a, as, a, as a female listener. We anyway, have a gender go. policy well, right for Talk Live. Before, but I... Um, we on discriminate total here. Accident. I, just, I really do have a point. I know um, you've got a point. Now I you've got to wait. So hang on. We're going to bring Ron back, Ron the lady, and we'll talk to her about her point. And she sounds like she's got something good here. So we're going to get to that. My babysitter when I was growing up was named Ronnie Sue. So 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Hey, I like unique names. 1 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. Take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and bringing new Internet listeners on board from around the world. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Continuing to uh, take calls, I'm looking for one particular, one particular type of call. And, I mean, of course, it is Free Talk Live. You can call about anything, so don't feel restricted or anything. But I want to find this caller. There must, you must be out there. Somebody who is voting on Tuesday in the presidential election and who feels good, like really good, about voting for the candidate they've chosen. Not voting against the other candidate. No, I don't want to hear from somebody who is, oh, I'm just voting because I want to defend myself against the lesser of two, you know, I want to vote for the lesser of two evils as a self-defense vote, which we've gotten that so far tonight. We've also gotten people saying they're excited because their, their, their candidate is a nicer campaigner and he's new. So those have been the reasons so far that people have been voting. Not really deep, issues-based 
principle-based uh, reasons for voting. I think not even one... understanding-based. Like you, you're not voting for any particular reason beyond just the most surface-level reasons. And of course, these are the things the media focuses on. They focus on silly surface crap like who has the most houses and uh, who's been in the in Washington D.C. for longer and all of this nonsensical garbage that has absolutely nothing to do with what's going to happen in the next four years. How they're going to do their job, their job that affects uh, we, the, the citizens of the United yeah. States, so directly. And honestly, the world. The president uh, could be argued to be the, the most powerful man on the planet. And, well, you know, people are picking him because he's got a nice smile. Uh, yeah, so let's go back to uh, to Ron listening to KMED in Oregon. Uh, Ron, it sounded like you had a real reason, so I wanted to get to, go ahead and give you a chance to get it out there. Okay, thanks. You can call me Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> um, yes, my my excitement um, over over the candidate that I believe is is a leader and um, is much more open minded to make to deal with long term changes in in our in our government. We have been, um, you know, nobody wants to say it, and I'm not, I'm not an economic, an, an economist, but, but we're obviously in a depression. Um, we have lost, we have lost our, we are losing our standing as the number one nation in the world, um, and, and partly because for so many years, for in the past, it's all been about number one means you can kill the most people. You know, you've got the most weapons of mass destruction or whatever. Now the the planet has really changed more toward, and it's and it's about your stability of your economy. All right, Ronnie, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stop you there because again we do have a lot of calls building up, and oh, I want to address yeah. what you've brought up so far because the first thing seems to be the first things that you say when you answer the question like I've asked is you know what if you're voting for somebody on Tuesday in the presidential election why and you feel really excited about it why and the first things you mentioned I was taking notes here the first things right. were that you believe that and what I love is you didn't mention who the candidate was and I thank you for that because it's kind of interest makes the call a little interesting you said oh. that your candidate is a leader who's open-minded. So I guess what I want to know is the candidates in the past, do you feel as though they were not uh, open-minded? No, I don't. So this um, is the I, first time, uh, in your understanding, this is the first time that any candidate in a presidential election has been, to your determination, an open-minded candidate? Well, um, I I wouldn't say it quite that way. Um but because of the time that we're in right now, just historically, we need someone who is open-minded enough to realize, no, we're not the big, the biggest cheese on the block, and and that we do need to um, improve our our standing, our relationship with with other countries. We have to. Get how is that going to happen? I mean, for your whoever that candidate is, how are they going to improve the relationship with other countries? Because to me, that candidate has shown a willingness to and uh, to embrace and people from from other backgrounds for, for being very concerned about diplomacy and working things out. And you know, the, the, the candidate is not, you know, 
not even willing to look at, the, at another person in the eye or, or having an attitude of, well, just because they're different, they're wrong. There are many different types of, of government, and like you talked about, you know, well, this is socialist, and the Democrats are socialist, and the, and the Republicans are socialist, too. It's true. All of the different systems, I'm a political scientist background, and, you know, none, none of them is perfect, and we have you know, a lot of the same corruption that say Russia did, you know, just as you guys have been talking about. Right. It's, well, um, uh, before you go on, Ron, um, the, Ronnie, you, you know, mentioned about I, this open-mindedness, Ron, you mentioned about this open-mindedness that uh, and sort of the not being the big cheese in the block, and you'd mentioned right. the military and, and being able to kill us. other people. And my my question is, is that both of the candidates uh, seem to be pushing their war stance. For instance, uh, Obama and Biden have said that they'll um, increase the ground forces by 65 thousand soldiers and 27,000 marines and to me uh, you don't buy hammers unless you're going to hit nails right so you don't buy army personnel unless you're going to kill people well as you said the politicians do give a lot of promises um i all i can say is just within my gut i feel that the person that i'm from from watching and reading and just seeing that that the heart of that person and, and seeing it demonstrated. I believe are you suggesting that, that, that the candidate is bluffing, the, Ronnie? Are in you... the middle of the field, you know, um, that's part of our political game. But I, I do believe that in terms of that person's personal honor, that they are more receptive. They, so they let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying here. You're saying, that, Ronnie, let me see if I'm getting you straight. I want to make sure I understand. <laughs> You're saying the candidate that you are really excited about supporting, while on one hand you acknowledge that he has said that he, I'm, I'm presuming it's Obama at this point, but uh, while you acknowledge that on one hand he said he wants to increase the presence of the military in certain places around the world. Both candidates have said uh, Both candidates have said this. Uh, even, I, though, even though you're saying that he has said those things, you don't necessarily believe it because you believe that in his heart he's a good man and he'll do the right thing when the time comes, even though he He's promising to essentially be a warmonger candidate. You're saying that, well, you'll just put all that aside because you believe he's different on the inside. Is that right? Well, yes. Thanks I, for the call, I, Ronnie. I, I, thank you. Thank you. 800-259-9231. Amazing. I, I want to believe that there's a pro-peace candidate out there somewhere running for president. I want that. However, the evidence is that the Democrats ain't it. And they haven't no been way. it ever. I'd like to, to He's point not out, saying anything about peace. I, I, believe Wood, I, I believe Woodrow Wilson was a Democrat. I am certain that uh, uh, Roosevelt and I am certain that Johnson. These are the ma three major wars of the last century that the United States were in. And they were all Democrats. And let's talk about Bill Clinton uh, shooting Tomahawk missiles uh, at uh, Iraq. Well, yeah, about, the time the, about the time the Lewinsky thing went down, there was a pretty big bombing. Mm -hmm. But you know, no, these, no. Democrats don't want peace. No. Perhaps you might be able to say they want to kill fewer people or keep, pill, kill people less efficiently. Or kill people in different countries. Well, they all want to kill people in other countries. Right. Um, but you, perhaps they want to kill people less efficiently. You can't say you're for peace and you're for a Democrat. Yeah, I don't... Uh, you can't I don't, say those. In, you cannot say those in the same breath. How you can... Uh, <laughs> how you can be for peace and at the same time support either one of these candidates, specifically... I mean, I've seen 
seen people with Barack Obama bumper stickers that have peace symbols in them. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are what planet are you living on? How how much do you have it's to lie plan- to yourself in order to believe? It's this? the same planet the conservatives believe that John McCain is going to act, <laughs> act like he should, like you know that like the, he says the, he will, the, like a constitutionalist, yeah. like you said, absolute nonsense. You, I don't understand you people. Have you thought about this? Haven't you figured out that these government uh, goons, they tell you the same lies every four years, and you keep falling for it? Now, I don't mean those of you voting for the lesser of two evils. Those of you, you've kind of figured that that much out. Of course, you're still enabling the system by uh, by voting for those people, in my opinion. But, you know, but you guys aside, I'll put you aside. These people that have been calling tonight, well, what are you uh, thinking? Uh, really? No, see, the I feel like is, I'm being pretty harsh here, but no, what are you thinking? You absolutely are. The fact is, if you're very excited I'm trying to about give you a little radio slap in the face. The, I understand what you're saying. Before you go out and pull a trigger for a murderer on uh, Tuesday. Uh, well, the, the, you're gonna. The thing is, is not pulling the trigger isn't gonna get um, a but president not elected. But at least you elected. won't have blood on your hands. At least you won't be the person enabling the violence. I understand, Mark. Either way you slice it, one of those two guys is gonna be the uh, the next. It's uh, just a we head have, murderer. We have a broken system, people. I know you don't want to hear and it. It it's can't broken. be fixed. I want to talk about that coming up here. John Stossel had a great presentation recently on ABC News. You can watch it over at freekeen.com. And he talked about the whole idea of, well, using the system. Well, we should just use the system to fix the system. Let's talk about that coming up. Take your calls as well. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We are launching at hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves just by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free, so enjoy it at freetalklive.com. So last hour, I asked a question, and I don't know if we ever got a real substantive answer. Well, it's it's a difficult question to answer. It's a simple question. Well, but... <laughs> the question is, if you're voting on Tuesday in the presidential election, and you're really excited about the candidate you're voting for, and I guess you could get more excited about third-party candidate, I suppose, because they actually are different in a lot of ways than the the main two. But if you're voting for one of the main two candidates and you're really excited about the candidate, why? 1-800-259-9231. The answers we got were real surface-level, uh, just political distraction-style answers about how of, one's a better campaigner, he's not negative, uh, or he's brand new, or he's a maverick, or whatever it is that uh, we... I, no one said the maverick thing, but, uh, but th- these are the kinds of things that they talk about in the media, and so, of course, this is what ref- you know, people are reflecting as far as what their reasons for voting are. Oh, one of the other reasons was he's, he's more open-minded 
He's more open-minded. And of course, everybody believes uh, the, the last person and we talked to. I suspect that's uh, now. I, I'm only I'm only drawing a conclusion from what I heard in the call, but I I, I don't I don't really see. I'm not going to draw any conclusions. I don't really see any open-mindedness in either candidate. Really, no, the both... candidate's going to be open-minded. Are they going to listen to what people want and give it to them, or you know what 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 are they going to? What's this open-mindedness? Yeah, it's just thing? so it's so nonsensical. I mean, it's, if, if it's meaningless. Uh, the, both of these candidates have uh, uh, lodged votes. Uh, in the past, uh, I would say that uh, Barack Obama is probably more partisan than John McCain has been in his voting. John McCain's crossed the aisle a great deal. In but his that doesn't voting. mean anything. It doesn't that just mean means anything you're politically either. back scratching. Right. It, it just means you're mean anything. These people are political. Uh, you know, they're political hacks, and that's what they do. They they've managed to hack their way to uh, the Senate, and they're just more of the same. It's the status quo all over again. Just because you put a young uh, younger woman into the picture and throw a young black male into the picture doesn't mean that anything has significantly changed it's going to be business as usual and so i'm still looking for that substantive call uh, from somebody who's really excited but of course this is free talk live and you can bring up anything but also i wanted to touch on the idea that this could uh, possibly be changed that that something could change that there really could be some sort of radically amazing candidate to vote for uh, as far as one of the major two parties are concerned because mark you said that the system is broken you said the system is awful you said it's broken but the thing is you can't repair it you because what they'll tell you is, well, if you don't like it, you can run for office. Right. What it takes to become president of the United States, Ross Perot was a billionaire and he couldn't even, do it. But not just president, Mark. You've got to start small. So start at representative. Let's go to the John St- I mean, I don't have the audio. I'm not going to play it for you. But go to the John Stossel special, uh, the uh, Politically Incorrect Guide to Politics. And, Mark, I, I did mention it's freekeen.com. That's you can spell Keen, K-E-E-N, or K-E-E-N-E. Um, but if you go to freekeen.com, you'll be able to watch that John Stossel special in its entirety. And one of the most brilliant parts was where he talked about the, uh, the, the, the system of running for office. You know, the whole idea that, well, if you don't like it, you can change it. Uh, use the system to change the system. Well, good luck. <laughs> because the uh, they they talked to one lady that was running, I think down at, uh, down in the South for uh, the House of Representative seat at the national level, and they showed the 500-page guidebook that is from the Federal Elections Commission in regards to all of the federal elections rules that one has to follow if one is running for the House of Representatives. Someone follows them. Five, yeah, somebody who has a bunch of lawyers on their side who knows the system, how to work the system, someone like one of the incumbents. Right. And so this woman is a doctor. She's not a lawyer. She has no idea what she what she's doing. The if you mess are... up a form, they fine you like $100 a day for every day that you are late or you, you made a mistake. And it's, that's just one example incumbents of the madness. win uh, 90-something percent of the time. So running up an, against an incumbent is an expensive and unlikely proposition. Right. You know, it's expensive because it'll cost you a lot of money. Unlikely that you'll win. Sure. So people the odds don't, are against you, right? People don't do it except other political creatures. And, and they're all wealthy because they've right. already made their money. And, and They were lawyers. They used the system. And, you know, there's one scene where he's actually interviewing several lawyers about the whole idea of campaign finance reform, which of course old John McCain was uh, the sponsor of that particular legislation, supposed to pull all the big money out of politics, right? 
That oh, didn't happen. Yeah, that worked. Uh, so, and he's talking with these lawyers that support the idea, and just watching these smarmy jerks make excuses for their system. Stossel was talking about how it it doesn't seem to matter what happens with these when these laws are passed because the problems just keep coming. And the one lawyer, the the lawyer actually admitted it. He actually said, well, yeah, that's just, you know, they, uh, they, they write laws to solve one problem, and it creates other problems. And, and he didn't go on because they cut the clip there. But that's essentially what lawyers, that's how they make their living. They, they keep making they laws. They solve problems. The laws cause more problems because it's the law of unintended consequences. Right. When you use coercion, when you use force, which is the only tool the government has, you always get unintended consequences. And so when those unintended to- consequences pop up, it gives the lawyers but, more reason to write more laws so they can have more clients. I would agree with you that uh, then they run for office. it would be a good thing if... If we had people, different people from different backgrounds running, but and, and that's it's, not what I was suggesting. Bad, right, it's a bad thing that they're all the, the the vast majority of them are all lawyers representing one field. But I don't think that we'd have a significantly better, like a, maybe somewhat better, but not a significantly better system. If I was we had not doctors and um, I wasn't you know, suggesting that. Business you're, you're reading like that. it. No, you're reading I'm into just what making I, sure that, that right. That I, I'm not do not interpret that. what you're saying. Uh, is I, that I think the federal government should be abolished completely, and if not abolished, it should be ignored. I think that uh, we need to get them out of our lives as much as possible. And no, I don't believe that putting regular folks in uh, would do any any better because the issue is using power. The issue is uh, coercion and threats of violence against against our neighbors, and that that's what the system inherently does. But just as another example of uh, how broken the system is, and the, the whole idea that you should use the system to change the system. There was a, another thing that Stossel pointed out in his excellent special, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Politics, where they, uh, I think it was a Colorado University professor or something like that, brought some forms into his students in his class, and they were like government forms. And this was for state-level stuff. Mm-hmm. So probably less complicated than the federal-level stuff. One might be able to draw that conclusion. He gave the, they, 2020 brought a bunch of people in, they paid them to fill out these forms. And he also did it with his classes. So over hundreds of people, college students, yes, educated people, uh, were, were asked to fill out these forms. Not one, not one filled it out without some sort of violation of the law. Not one person. So the whole idea that you could possibly change this system from the inside seems to me completely ludicrous. Maybe at a state or local level you'd have a chance to do it, and maybe here in New Hampshire we've got a bunch of wonderful liberty-loving activists coming here and getting active. Maybe we'll have a chance as far as the political realm, but it's crazy. Let's go to your phone calls about whatever you want and talk to Henry in South Carolina listening to WSCFM. Hello, Henry. Hello. Hello. Henry? Yes, I'm here. And go. You're on the air. Hey, very nice day. I was listening to my phone radio, and I, it's amazing the things that you hear. Um, my my thing is, my candidate that I'm looking at is giving this country another hope, the final, another fresh breath of saying we all, as one people, can stand and finally pull ourselves back up by our bootstraps, put jobs back into the inner cities where they need to be, and, and get people to to believe in themselves again when we have come so far away from that. We, we, we've taken so many things from us, ourselves, and given it to other countries. Our, our jobs, all of our wares and everything are going out of the country and then being sold right back to us where we could have been, like, making cars or, or bicycles back in this country. Whatever it was we were making – 
we did our own so building by Let's hand. focus on jobs. I want to focus on jobs because you're saying that your candidate, whoever he is, is a breath of fresh air hope. and uh, hope, and there are going to be jobs. So I want to know how that's going to happen uh, because certainly you've been paying attention to that, right? Hang on, we're going to bring you back, because the politicians have been talking for a long time about, we need jobs and jobs and jobs. Jobs is always mentioned by politicians every four years. So what I want to know is from uh, from Henry. This is, guy's going to do it. Why is this different? What's the plan this time? It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. He, it is your show, and you can bring up anything just by dialing toll-free 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. This is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. We've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. That's wiki, W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from around the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the concert. Excuse me, conference. <laughs> Apply now to uh, attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, March 14th through the 19th. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. That's libertarianseminars.com. All right, toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Coming up, uh, we'll tell you how one of these politicians, and they probably both would were they given the chance, uh, but one of the politicians has thrown one of his family members under the bus. We'll explain what that's all about, and this is supposedly an open-minded person. We'll get to that. Uh, but first, we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Go to Gene in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. You got Ron on hold still. Uh, get the, head 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 We're on with Gene right now. Hello, Gene. Hi. Yeah, um, I wanted to tell everybody why the Christian anarchist feels good about casting his vote on Tuesday for Barack Obama. He's uh, He's definitely my man. He's got long history of voting for strictly along constitutional lines. He's uh, against the Federal Reserve. He wants to abolish the Federal Reserve. He wants to eliminate the income tax. As a medical doctor, he's delivered over 4,000 babies. And uh, the, the man has actually got integrity and honesty on his side. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm talking about Ron Paul. Oh, I, I was a little confused there at first. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. it. It was Ron Paul that I'm going to be voting for on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going right. to write him in. The one candidate with, a, with an original message, the one candidate that you could actually claim is, was open-minded, uh, the one candidate worth actually listening to, uh, of course, was voted out of the uh, the early Republican primaries because, well, Americans don't want to hear that stuff, do they? And, Gene, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I do feel good about voting for Ron Paul on good Tuesday. Deal. He's the only man that I feel like casting a vote for. But as far as your dilemma about voting, as, as I've mentioned in the past, that you, I participate in the cult ritual of voting, the, uh, the cult of government, in that uh, simply as a form of uh, convincing others that li liberty is the way to go. Now, I realize that for the most part, it's nothing more than cosmetic. You're not really going to make a change. You're not really going to make a difference but it does uh, help convince those who are blinded by the cult that maybe there's another way. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily help convince them just by the, your act of voting, but 
when you're able to talk to people about your positions and how you feel, that can sometimes sway people over to the liberty side. Good point, Gene. Thanks for the call tonight. Let's go back. I'm sorry. I forgot Henry. Henry was still there. And that's what my board up was trying to tell me in my ears there a moment ago. Henry, uh, you are on Free Talk Live. I apologize. I spaced on your call, but you're back. That's okay. Uh, Getting back to what you asked me, I see by him taking the money from the taxes from the people that have more in their tax brackets, taking that money and then funneling it down into putting it back into the system and making jobs within the system of of our small uh, states and putting people back to work. Okay, that's what we were going to talk about was this jobs thing, because we're talking, I'd ask for somebody to call if they're excited about the candidate they're voting for and tell us why and to give us some real substantive reasons. You're the first person to kind of to scratch the surface on this with actually bringing up an issue instead of some sort of uh, surface uh, political distraction sort of thing that we've been hearing about. The political distraction about them is just... The hoopla that they all go through every year. Yeah, so let's focus on the jobs, Henry. I don't want to make sure we zero in on this issue because uh, you're saying tax uh, the rich people, take that money. You said put it back into the system uh, so more people in smaller areas can have jobs. Did I understand you correctly? Yes. What Now, how does that work exactly? You're saying the government is going to do what with that money? They're going to take that money? I get that they're going to tax people, but then what do they do with the money exactly? Well, I would see them... Like, we have these big problems all over our country with the roadways. Using that for one example, I mean, we ride through seasonally, and we got potholes all over. Yeah, the government sucks at building roads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be getting people back out there. That's man labor that you need to do it with. We know we have machines, but that's... This is just a hypothetical thing off the top of my head. We can use that to get people back into the job system and get them off of welfare or being homeless and give them something stable to do. Opening it back up some of these um, warehouses that we used to make things where this government really got themselves back on their track. Opening up warehouses. So, Henry, you're proposing that you're proposing that a great deal of Americans go to work for the government, not for um, not not trying to regulate business to bring jobs back from foreign countries, but in fact employing Americans to do those jobs for the government. So the government sort of nationalizing those jobs. The government be running those warehouses. Most 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 of what the government had done was to give or take all of the. Okay, I'm getting so excited about All this. All right, sh- calm down. Here, here's a quick question. Let's clear. I want to clarify. You said you wanted to reopen. Now, I understand the roads thing. Government definitely has been taking care of the roads, so you're just saying add more government bureaucrats to the road department. But what about the the uh, what about the issue that you suggested with uh, opening up warehouses that were long since closed? Are you suggesting the government would be running those operations? Well, the government can <clears throat> the government can. Do that or have a small businessman run that, which would he would go out and get laborers. Well, wait a minute. And, would be, would it, hold on. I'm just trying to understand how this would work. Would that be at the behest of the state? Would the government people say, we want to do this, open this warehouse up, and then they'd bring in a small businessman to have that, uh, to have that happen? Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, because he can also that's, – that's what they suggested or what they are suggesting is to take money from the rich – and give it to the middle class. The middle class has what to about help the, poor the lower people? class. Huh? What about the, is it just the middle class or the poor people too? Do they get some? Poor people too because those okay. are the people we all need to help. I mean, America gives away more of our money 
then so, we keep our own money. So you're not talking about, let me see if I'm clear on this, you're not saying that the uh, the federal government would would figure out which factories to open. You're saying they just give the money to somebody who's in the middle class who wanted the money no. so they could open up, up their own factory? No. no. What I'm saying is we have we, we, we've Toyota, using for a name, we're putting that car dealership out into another country because the taxes was the, – the, the big guys figured the tax was too high, so we'll go over here and make Did Toyota – really? They moved to Mexico? No, man. I'm just using this as a Oh, okay, because I had understood that Toyota had actually started putting their cars together in Washington as opposed to in Japan. So it was my understanding that Toyota actually okay. moved well, in you're, you're, you're to America. You're correct. You're correct. Okay. But there's some and, American companies that are doing otherwise. Yes, and to get them to come out of those countries and bring those jobs back here – where they originated from, this is what we need to do. Give right. more of an incentive to the little guys to open up these businesses again and put people back to work. Now, I like the up- idea of incentive. I really do. And I think that there's a per- particular point at which we can turn on here. And I'm going to bring you back for real this time. Hang on. More with Henry here because I think that I think his intentions are really good. Like jobs? Yeah, that's good. Businesses coming back to the country? That's good. Incentive to open businesses? All good ideas. But I think the the way you're going about it, and I'd like to explain why, I think the way you're going about it is incorrect. And we'll propose a better idea here in moments. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and the features there include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page. You don't have to log in. There's no membership fee. It goes back for an entire year as well, so all totally free for you at freetalklive.com. And you know email's not secure, but, hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing privacyharbor.com, an easy-to-use secure email alternative. Sign up for a free account today, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. As we go back to Henry listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Henry, I brought you back because I want to th- put a proposal on the table here. And we're talking about, you're the first person in an hour and a half of doing this show tonight to actually have some sort of substantive response to my question earlier of, well, if you're voting for one of the major two candidates and you're really excited about it, give me a substantive reason as to why, and you've done so. You said that uh, that you thought that, you know, more jobs needed to be created. You said that you thought that uh, businesses needed to be brought back to the country. They needed to be given the right incentives in order to do that. But I, what I right. think that you, you've gone the, – the point at which I think you turned in the wrong direction was when you looked to the government to solve the problems that the government actually created. Now, allow me to explain. The reason why there are problems with employment in this country, whether it be jobs or, again, uh, businesses going overseas, is because of government. Uh, it's because government people, whether they be Republicans or Democrats, have been for years passing all kinds of levels of, registra- uh, of regulation at both state, federal, and even local level 
levels on various different business owners around the country. And so essentially what that does is those, those regulations, whether it be the minimum wage or OSHA regulations or whatever, licensing, there's all kinds of business regulation out there. Those regulations just pile on to business owners, and eventually they say, I've had it. I'm out of here. I really love this country, and I love hiring my, my friends and my, uh, the people in my community to do the, these jobs, but I just can't do business anymore under all these regulations. I'll take my jobs to Thailand or Mexico or wherever it is, Guatemala, where I can get cheap labor and I can actually offer, therefore, keep my business afloat and continue selling at least my products to Americans so I can continue my dream of manufacturing these widgets. So the business owner doesn't want to leave, but they have to because they want to keep their business going. So they move out of the country, and then everybody gets mad at the business owners for moving out of the country. And of course, the politicians direct this indignance. They get into the media and they start, you know, they attack business owners and they say, these evil corporations moving jobs overseas, how dare they do this to Americans? Well, it's because the politicians were piling on the rules and regs for these people to obey that made them want to leave in the first place. So what you cannot solve the problem government created with more governmental action. So essentially what you've proposed, and most people don't think about it this deep because the politicians don't encourage this kind of thinking. But essentially what you proposed is that to solve the problem of businesses leaving, we'll tax the richest people who are, of course, most likely those people that actually are you know, investing their capital into their business and creating those jobs that you were talking about. We're just going to take more money from them and then we'll give it, as a, you know, give it out as an incentive to try to, to try to lure back some of the people that have already left because they were sick and tired of dealing with all this crap. Well, the more you continue to put burdens on those business owners that still exist in this country and a tax is an, and it's, 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 it's an extra burden. I mean, they have to raise their prices in order to pass on those taxes to the consumers. So we all end up have actually paying the price for this, by the way, at the, uh, at the cash register. But you, you keep taxing these people, and you're just going to drive more of them out of the country and create more of the problem that you'd originally intended to solve. And this is what we've seen on this program, looking at all these different government programs and, and all over all the years doing Free Talk Live. We've seen it over and over again. When you, when you regulate and when you tax... It just makes people not want to do anything. I mean, if I make $100,000 a year and the government comes in and says, well, we're going to raise your tax. Or if, uh, if I make 100000 and they take 30000 well, we're going to take $60,000 now because, well, people need that money. Well, why would I want to make as much money if I'm just going to lose a bunch of it? I'll just make less. I'll sit at home. I won't invest. I won't do anything. I'll sit around and, hey, you know what? Maybe I should collect some of that money instead of be paying it out. I'll just join the welfare program. So the government just screws up people's incentives incentives left and right, and then it claims to come in and fix the problems, which, of course, just actually propagates them ever further. I hope I've made some sense. Can I, can I say one thing? And I, sure. I know I've probably got a dozen other people who want to get on the yeah. phone. Uh, remember, I believe it was back in the 70s, we had housing regulation where rent was pretty much subsidized at a certain point. I'm familiar people. with rent subsidies, sure. Okay. Why can't we do that with taxes? To a great point. I don't know. To help get the economy back in and people want to come back, yes, we have to tax you, but for your business and so the economy can still grow, we subsidize your tax to X amount, X amount, according on your business structure, and therefore giving those guys a, a way to come back in. And one thing you also hit on, a lot of them leave because they don't want to have all of these regulations. They want to help pollute 
the air that we're trying to breathe. Ah, uh, you've been tricked again. You, you've been huh? tricked again. Uh, here's the reality. Regulations are beneficial to the biggest players in the game. Uh, so if it's, re- if it's environmental regulation or health code or whatever the hell it is, whatever the regulations are, they're beneficial to the, uh, the existing players who've stuck it out and who want to stay in this particular marketplace. These are the organizations that lobby for the regulations. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. Because when they pass a new environmental regulation, the uh, Politicians get to pat themselves on the back. They get to get up and they give speeches about how they're helping the environment and all that. And they're going to really stick it to the corporations. But it's 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 just non- nonsense uh, because the corporations all they have to do is hire the right lawyers to figure out the loopholes in the paperwork, or hire the you know hire whatever whoever they need whatever contractors they need to come into compliance with the new regulations. But because they have such an incredible amount of capital at their uh, their disposal, they can afford to do these things, and they only have to raise their prices a few cents in order to make up for it. On the other hand, if you are an entrepreneur and you're interested in getting into that particular industry that has just been extra regulated, as according to your proposal, if you want to get into that industry, then they've just set the bar 10 feet higher. Now you have to spend more in order to get into the industry, in order to compete, in order to innovate, in order to bring much-needed competition to these old dinosaurs that have been uh, at it forever. You know, these old businessmen that don't want to change, they have the politicians in their pockets. So whenever you hear the politicians talking about saving the environment with more regulations, they're just shoring up the the business for their buddies in uh, those big corporations that you just like so much. I thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about what you want. It is John in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John? In Michigan. Uh, yes, how you doing? Great, John. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I called to uh, talk about uh, North American Command. What is that? The military? Correct. Okay. Uh, they just uh, activated it recently by uh, posting troops with it. And most of the talk shows that have been talking about it have been uh, incorrectly uh, stating what it's all about. What are you referring to? I'm a little confused. Well, North American Command is part of the military, and their role is uh, homeland defense. Uh, okay, you're talking, are you no, talking about the news story recently that said that, uh, that, that military members will be patrolling the streets of America? They'll be used as essentially crowd control, uh, you know, confiscating weapons, that sort of thing. You're talking about that news release from a, few, like a couple months ago? Correct. And what is it you're saying that people have got wrong about that? Well, they're saying that uh, it's simply made up of the uh, 1st Brigade of the 3rd Infantry. And what they have attached to it is a battalion of mechanized infantry, which is approximately 1,000 men. They have a regiment of Marines attached to it, which are going to be deployed with light-armored vehicles. Do you know where or when these deployments are going to happen? Have they happened yet? No, they haven't. But if you remember last summer in Indianapolis, they had a regiment of Marines practicing. Yeah, they've been doing stuff like that. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate you bringing that up because it is a critical issue, the idea that uh, posse comitatus is dead. Of course, the old doctrine from the 1800s that said uh, you're not supposed to use the military as police. Bush has crossed the Rubicon. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they've actually got an, a, a homeland assignment now. And according to John there, they're just waiting to bring out the troops into the streets. How are you going to feel then? It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, we need you to vote for us in the podcast awards. It happens once a year. And we need you to go to podcastawards.com, scroll down the page, go to the political category, select Free Talk Live, scroll down a little further, fill out a couple of fields, and submit your form. Now, you probably will have an email sent to you just for verification purposes to make sure you're a real-life person, but your vote for Free Talk Live will really help us out. We've won podcast awards three years in a row, and last time I think we were one of only two shows that had actually ever won three podcast awards in a row so this will be our fourth if you help us out and it'd be a big deal for us so uh please go to uh, podcastawards.com and vote for free talk live in the political category again that's podcastawards.com we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want and we go to austin listening to wsvg in virginia austin you're on free talk live as well as WCHV, just so you know. Oh, I'm uh, sorry they got it wrong yeah chv in charlottesville we got a couple stations i guess they got confused sorry about that go ahead yeah, um, well, I actually uh, voted for the first time in 2006. I'm like 24 years old, and I've never cared about the political process. And uh, Barack Obama was actually the person who got me enthusiastic about politics. But like ever since, you know, just like a lot of uh, other people, you know, when I heard Ron Paul actually uh, started believing in libertarianism. But I'm, but my biggest issue, is, you know, you talked about earlier, if you vote for Democrats, you just vote for war. But, I mean, like I also supported Dennis Kucinich and Mike Gravel. You know, I donated to both of their campaigns as well. Because, you know, peaceful or non-interventionist foreign policy is the most important thing to me. Was and, Dennis uh, Kucinich, you know, I, I have to question you on that, because we paid attention to, to uh, Mr. Kucinich. Obviously, he was sort of the, the, the most peace-oriented candidate on the, 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 the side of the Democrats in the primaries. And so we were looking closely at his position, and it seemed to be that he was advocating peace in the realm of Afghanistan and Iraq, but at the same time, he seemed to have his own wars that he wanted to go and uh, and foist in, in other countries. Darfur and stuff. Yeah, so it didn't seem to me like he was truly a peace uh, candidate in the realm of, like, a Ron Paul. But that said, go ahead with your thoughts. Um, and then the other, th- the other uh, thing I just wanted to say quickly um, is when it comes down to, like, all those people who vote for, like, the lesser of two evils, you know, I mean... With all those people who go, well, I'm just going to be voting for uh, John McCain or Barack Obama because they're not as bad. I mean, like if all those people actually came together and actually voted for, you know, one of those four, you know, third-party candidates, I mean, I'm sure that they'd be able to get like a lot higher, you know, vote percentages. I mean, all it takes is five percent for them to become a national party and actually have a chance the next go around. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Uh, It's frustrating. I used to be an activist with the Libertarian Party years ago. And, uh, you know, of course, now the Libertarian Party has completely been decimated and infiltrated and taken over by uh, these uh, these conservatives that just want to water it down. Uh, But I used to be involved. Do you think being pragmatic is somewhat important, though? I mean, just to try No, because because the Libertarian Party was originally, the original concept was to educate people about what liberty is about. And if you've got a candidate like a Bob Barr, who's a former member of the CIA, and who is uh, is quoted actually here? Brad Spangler actually quotes 
uh, Bob Barr as saying that the purpose, the reason why he's running for the office of president is in order to, quote, rekindle people's faith in government. I think that Bob Barr is, an, is, an, is another part of the infiltration attempt of the Libertarian Party. So if you get somebody like a Bob Barr out there and these other so-called libertarians that, uh, calling themselves libertarians, claiming to be talking about liberty, but at the same time advocating for some sort of governmental program, some level of, of taxation, not talking about being principled and not harming others, they're not talking about that. They're just talking about lower taxes. So now instead of being the party of principle, which is what the Libertarian Party once was, they're now just sort of Republican light. And while I understand why people go in that direction because they want to win the they want to win the elections, well maybe your candidates will get five percent if you water down your message. Or but, maybe not. But then nobody will yeah, maybe not. And then nobody will really understand what a libertarian is, which is one of the reasons why I don't call myself a libertarian anymore. I consider myself a, a voluntarist or consensualist or free marketeer, something besides libertarian, because I don't want to be associated with uh, with people like Bob Barr. Hmm, what about Chuck Baldwin? Oh, gosh. I don't know who's worse uh, between Barr or Baldwin. I mean, Barr, I don't certainly Baldwin don't trust. Baldwin said that he would uh, appoint Ron Paul as the Secretary of Treasury. Um, I find that the most motivating thing I've if heard I recently. If I had to pick, if I had to pick, I'd probably. Oh God, I can't. I I couldn't possibly because <laughs> the best, because the, he's a he's a drug warrior. I mean, and, and of course, so is Bob Barr. Well, but, the best candidate on the ballot here in New Hampshire is George Phillies, but he's not going to be on the ballot in uh, at least in forty eight states. So. Right. The, the, the libertarian. Nader then. No, I, I won't no. vote for anybody, man. I'm not voting for anybody on the national scene. I can't, I can't, as somebody that loves liberty, as somebody that understands that in order to be free, I have to allow my neighbors to be free as well. And even if they're going to do something uh, that I might not do with my life, I want to I leave them alone, so they'll leave me alone. And none of the candidates uh, on the national stage are advocating that. Now, the Libertarian Party used to have that. They used to have candidates that would get out there and tell it like it is, but now they've got a former CIA agent and uh, Politico uh, running. I mean, it's, it's absolutely outrageous and, and sad what has happened to the libertarians. But all that said, uh, you know, like you said, you're brand new to all this, so you know you might not have been paying attention uh, eight years ago simply because you might not have been old enough or whatever. Um, so it's understandable that you might see the libertarians as a as a possible option, especially when in comparison. I mean, if you're just looking at Bob Barr in comparison to the other two candidates, then you know it's. It's an obvious choice, but if you're somebody that has come to the understanding that liberty is the most important thing uh, to to be looking at here, there is no candidate advocating true liberty, and I don't think that that means – to me, that means they don't deserve any votes whatsoever. I don't think it's possible for a true liberty candidate to, to win. I mean – like, that, that, but that's Paul. just it. I agree with you. You're right. I mean, look at what Ron Paul, what happened to Ron Paul. He got decimated uh, in the election. Though he did better than some of the candidates. Uh, well, Ron Paul's not a true liberty candidate. He's pretty darn close. Like, Ron Paul's 98% liberty. He's certainly more liberty than anybody in the race right now. And uh, so, but you're right, though. Uh, Americans I mean, don't want that. A lot that. of people are running under, you know, as Ron Paul Republicans. And, and, you know, there's a chance, although somewhat small, that perhaps maybe down the line, you know, they might become more more liberty, like, not Republicans in general, but maybe we might actually have some more Ron Paul-like, liberty-minded like people. Yeah, I see, where you're, I see where you're coming from on that. Unfortunately, from what I've seen of that, uh, a lot of these so-called Ron Paul Republicans aren't even close to the realm of Ron Paul. Some of them might be, but they're really endorsing a lot of candidates that are in no way or liberty-oriented well, when we, it comes to a number of issues. We haven't and, been able to vet them all. However, you, you just, the thing is, is what if they continue? It's what I've seen all along the libertarian and running since 71, yeah. and the Republicans seem to do a pretty good job of weeding out the small government people. 
And I just, I'm not real convinced that we're going to ever save the federal government. Right. That's that's where I wanted to go next with this, is that I see where you're coming from and that you're optimistic, and I think that's good. Uh, but unfortunately, I think that you're going to do what happens to most people, and that is you'll burn out on the political process because it is hopeless and completely fruitless to get out there and what attempt to do? win at the federal level. What can we do? Mark, do you want to tell this gentleman what he can do? Um, right. Well, there's a, there's an organization called the Free State Project. We're moving 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to one state. Hampshire, so, yeah. yeah. You've heard about it? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I tried long enough that I got frustrated. I realized that there was the, the, the plum, the, the delicious fruit full of nectar that the politicians can grab that is Washington, D.C. We will never be able to wrest control from them uh, because it's, it's hard just enough to win a state election. Powerful. Uh, uh, the, 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 but they, even if we took, care, took over New Hampshire, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like, it's the seed from the country or yeah. something? I mean, what could yeah, they let's expect? do that. It could be. Let's do that. How I'm do you feel it? about it? Be awesome, the country of New Hampshire. Yeah, hell yeah. We've got uh, New Hampshire has its own port, international port. It has an international border with Canada. It's uh, relatively small, and its economy is already good. Seceding from the United States would be the best thing that could ever possibly happen in New Hampshire and in any other state. And it's more likely if we move more activists to the same place. Now, to point out, secession movements are all over the country. Arizona just passed secession legislation. Uh, they, they were just voting on it. I don't know if they passed or not. Uh, in the last month, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of talk about secession out there. It's not as unlikely as one might think. Oh, and let me go, let me throw you one more here. I don't know how familiar you are with the Free State Project. If you're not, head over to freestateproject.org and learn more about it. Uh, well, in fact, we'll tell you a little bit about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum a little bit later tonight. But one more point, since you mentioned the Ron Paul candidates that are running across the country, I believe the Liberty Pack has endorsed something like 40 or several, a few dozen candidates all across the country as allegedly being Ron Paul Republicans, which to me is questionable. Uh, but I'd like to point out that here in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is a uh, an organization that actually ranks the various different state representatives uh, as far as their votes on a liberty basis, uh, they give them a report card every single year, a grade from an A through an F. Uh, these people have identified over 150 pro-liberty candidates. They've essentially given them their endorsement. So they've looked at their positions and they've said that, yes, these candidates are pro-liberty enough to where we can say we think that they are uh, worthy of endorsing, which I think is probably as good as the, the Ron Paul approval process. There are over 150 candidates running here in New Hampshire. You find that anywhere else. I challenge you to find that level of activism anywhere else. Plus, I haven't even talked about the civil disobedience that's going on here. Somebody's going to be doing some marijuana civil disobedience soon. Uh, all kinds of non-cooperation is happening here. So if you knew that the best liberty activists were all moving to the same place, would you go there? If so, head over to freestateproject.org, and I thank you for the call. More on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This November, support the real libertarian. Support George Phillies for president. George wants Uncle Sam out of your wallet, bedroom, and gun locker. This November, send Henry Paulson and those congressional bailout crooks a message. Vote libertarian. In New Hampshire, vote Phillies for president. Donate at ChooseGeorge.org. That's ChooseGeorge.org. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching at hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number... 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As we go right into your phone calls, that is the purpose of the program. We start with Rob listening to WFLA in Tampa, or at least you were. We're not on in our third hour, unfortunately, there in Tampa. Rob, you're still on Free Talk Live, though. Here you are. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Uh, you got to on speaker? Yeah, here you are. Uh, what's on your mind? Oh, there you go. I wasn't sure if you're on speaker or not still. Hey, how you doing? Great. Um, I know I heard you talking. You said you wanted to hear some people who talk about what they like about a candidate. And yeah. I haven't heard anybody really say anything about that yet. So I figured I'd call in and let you know what I got to say on this. All right. Go ahead. I'm, go- I'm going for McCain and Palin myself. Why? I've always been, I've always considered myself a conservative. However, I have to admit that you've been right on. I like everything you're saying. I'm very much in my heart. I consider myself kind of a libertarian. However, I've always felt that the libertarians, because it's a third party, they have no chance of ever getting elected. So I pick the lesser of two evils and I go with the Republicans. Right. I'm not, uh, look, I, I generally am, am not a big uh, fan of the Libertarian Party. They've, they've gone astray too. Uh, you know, Correct. I, How, I'm not there. Okay. All right. Now we're back to my objection from the first hour. And for those just tuning in, my original question was, if you're really excited about the candidate, one of the major party candidates that you're voting for, Please explain why, and the number is 800-259-9231. we got a bunch of surface-level sort of responses I that think were really... That the, I think that we, we, the conclusion we can draw from this, Ian... People don't know squat. The, the ha- no, the half right. a million oh. people listening are not excited about the candidates. In fact, what they are I'm is they're fighting... They're, they're voting to because they're scared well, of the, what the other guy is going to do. Well, this is why I'm confused, Rob, because you say you're excited about the candidate, but then on the other hand, you just said that uh, you're not really... Oh, well, t- well what I, I was just trying to, I was trying to lay down my basic beliefs first, but I'm going to tell you that I am 100% excited about Sarah Palin, not so much McCain. McCain is more of the usual. He's a Republican. He's going to say what he needs to say. I like Sarah Palin because Sarah Palin is the closest thing that you and me and any of us are ever going to see in our lifetimes to a normal person. Well, I, I agree that she's a normal person. I agree she's normal, and, and uh, but... I mean, what? She's not that great of a made, candidate, you know? I mean, I've, I've looked into well, her, and she's, she's got some libertarian well, qualities, but they're not exactly what? motivating. I, I'm sorry, no, uh, Mark. I mean, we've been over this on this program, the, this idea. libertarian that, qualities. Yeah, this Ian. idea that this... I mean, uh, she's somebody who hasn't been molded from the time that she was a teenager to be a politician. Do you honestly think that five years ago she aspired to be the vice president? She I, was a mayor of a little podunk <laughs> town... She somehow became a governor, and now, and let's face it, the only reason she's in the position she's in is because the great political machine has elevated her. But she's there now, right. and I, 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 I want to see what a normal person can do with this. But normal people, it's I see... literally like a Disney movie almost like. Right. It, is, it is just like that. I, okay, I see where you're coming from on that, and, and I will agree with you to the extent that... Yeah, and then we touched, I think we touched on this in hour, two, uh, hour number two, the idea that normal people who aren't lawyers and professional politicians uh, would, would, would be somehow better at, uh, at running this organization known as the government. However, I don't think that's really saying much because what we're talking about is an entity that has a monopoly over coercive force. They threaten people for a living. That's what they do. They're men and women that make threats to, uh, to peaceful people, and if you don't follow what they order, then 
they are going to throw you in a cage and, and we've possibly listened to kill two you. hours tonight of normal people calling in proposing this tax plan that tax plan right. everything that the government does is a tax plan right. so everybody's got their own version of what they think the government should do i think the government should ban this and this and this and i think the government should uh, should do this and this and this but the problem is whenever you whenever you say that stuff you're talking about forcing people so if i disagree with uh, ms palin or mr biden or whoever the hell the candidate is if i disagree then i say well you know that's okay you guys go have fun over there i'm just going to keep my money and i'm going to live life as a free man there's a chance they could send men with guns after me to throw me in a cage because of that and that's where my problem lies so i don't think ms palin is going to be any different in that she has her vision for what she thinks america should be and she's willing to force other people to follow along with it and that's the problem with the entire system as a whole but i do understand where you're coming from I mean, I mean, any candidate we put in there, that's, that's what we're going to get. Because that's what the government does. Yeah, that would, is what they do. I would really prefer to see someone who's not a billionaire, someone who hasn't been molded and shaped like a piece of clay to do what the political machine wants them to do. But I, I think that's really where you're like wrong, to too. see what someone can do. I think that just, you're going to I be... Mean, just I, the, the possibilities. You'll be proven... You screw it up, you know? Well, you'll be proven wrong, and here's why I predict that you'll be proven wrong. I mean, if she gets selected and all that. Uh, you'll be proven Correct. wrong. She's going to be the, the vice president. Right <laughs> well, right, but McCain will have a heart attack. She'll be the president. Anyway, uh, yeah, You so, know, I, I hate to say it, but it's, it's like I said, you know, I'm almost, bless his heart, you know, I'm almost willing to say, you know, let's see McCain kill and see what she can do. I was right there about a month ago with with you. Right. I mean, you, you when she to, was first announced, I was excited. You, you have to understand that, yes, while she was put in that position for political reasons, that doesn't mean that she is all innocent, miss innocent. She doesn't know what's going on. I mean, these people, the, the, the Republicans and the Democrats, are very structured organizations. There are people that are, you know, essentially handlers of these folks, and they are getting their orders from on high. If they step out a line, then they are going to be punished, and they know be, they can only be torn do so apart much. By their own party, you're right. Their own party will tear them apart. Joe Lieberman proved that. So well, his own party turned on him when he refused to do what they wanted him to do. So I appreciate your optimism in that you think that things could somehow change for the better in Washington oh. D.C. But I'm sorry, my friend, it's going to be politics as usual, even if it's you know the doe-eyed politician from uh, from uh, Alaska. I like his answers the best at this point. Um, now I'm not saying that I agree necessarily with whom with whom you're um, intending to vote, but I like the answers the best. Uh, it sounds you know to me like he's trying. And the fact is, whether you vote. Or not, it doesn't matter because there's only. Well, and that's the that's the problem that we have, and it is an unfortunate an unfortunate position to be in. But all we got is hope at this point. That's right. all we can do. <laughs> right. They've taken our freedom. You know, we, they've we, taken our money. One of them, so we can hope for the better. Right. They've taken our freedom and our money. So all we've got left is hope. Well, we've got more than that. <laughs> it's the Free State Project, and that's why Mark and I have moved here to New Hampshire in order to get active and actually make a difference and, and get the hell out of this uh, this hope process and actually get and move on and, and achieve liberty in our lifetime. I thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight, Tom. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Go, oh, that was Rob, actually. Uh, Rob. It's Tom now, soldier. Yeah, let's go to Jeremy, three letters. I was close. Uh, let's go to Jeremy in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Brains are funny. Hey guys, I appreciate every minute of your time and airwaves. I know what we talk about on the air on a daily basis is uh, very imperative. Yes, yes, sir. Imperative. Go ahead. But other than that, um, I was going to say I'm going to either vote for uh, Ron Paul or Chuck Baldwin because I want to wake up the next day. 
and see what percentage. I mean, if we can rely on all the voting accuracy and everything, which, <clears throat> excuse me. It's all right. Take I another drink. No, I mean, I was actually eating something when you Oh, were. there you go. Pretzels. Hey, Jeremy, now isn't it the truth that Ron Paul is actually on the ballot in Montana? Yes, sir. And, That's uh, pretty cool. And uh, so Chuck, Chuck Bowen's on the uh, ballot nationally, and I would like to uh, see the percentage of liberty-loving liberty loving people that get together and... Uh, yeah, we'll see. That'll be interesting. We'll be keeping an eye on that. And if we don't mention it, make sure you call in to let us know. Jeremy, thanks for the call as always, sir. Enjoy your night and the rest of your weekend. 800-259-9231. That guy enjoys every second of his life, I think. Anyway, 1-800-259-9231. I got nothing to say. You can bring up absolutely anything on this program. And we don't have to be talking about the uh, the election. In fact, normally we don't talk about the election, but it is the weekend before the election. So I figured I'd throw that question out there and see if we could get a decent answer uh, to it as far as, is anybody really excited about these candidates? And for the most part, it seems like the answer is no. Well, it's, it, it, it's the same thing every year. You get the choice between two crappy candidates and you just you vote for the one in order that the other one doesn't get in there and i i i I think it's sad i think it's sad our political process has come to that 1-800-259-9231 that is the SACL cai toll free line still to come one of those candidates is throwing a family member under the bus in the name of immigration in the name of getting elected yeah uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, uh, coming right up, I want to talk a little bit more about the idea of creating jobs. I want to get away from these political guys for a little while. The, the whole idea that government can create jobs and take your calls about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. They include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo. To prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that uh, needs to try something new in the area of collections, it's a tough economy, like to get some of those bills that uh, people haven't paid on, talk to SACL CAI. They're the main sponsor of the show. Uh, you can find their banner at freetalklive.com. They're right up there at the uh, left-hand portion of the, the, the upper left-hand portion of the page. That's the right-hand side. Is it? You're right. Yeah. At the right-hand po- uh, side of the page. Free, uh, SACL CAI, they handle all your accounts receivable needs. <laughs> You don't have to be too qualified to be a radio talk show host. You don't have to know the left and right, that's for sure. <laughs> and I, and I, that little finger trick, I can tell left and never mind. Let's continue with your phone calls about what you want, and we go to Casey listening to KUSA in Washington. Hello, Casey. Casey, you are hey on guys, the air. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, you know, I, I'd like you to do me a favor and tell me what um, party would I belong to. I'm a conservative. I believe in doing the right thing no matter what. However... I'm very liberal in the area of uh, drug laws. Okay. Um, police, police intervening with our rights, such as uh, Second Amendment rights to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of confused because I know so many people that are just like me that believe if they want to smoke a doobie, nobody has a right to tell them they can't. Damn right. And, and if somebody wants to do cocaine or whatever the heck else it is, they should have that right. And, you know, if if they're going to abuse their children because they're doing that, then maybe something should be done to protect kids. 
However, we should all have the right to do whatever the heck we want, so long as we're not harming other people. You you sound and, like uh, somebody that gets the idea of liberty. Uh, now, at one time, the Libertarian Party would have been appropriate, I think, but I don't think anymore that they uh, understand liberty. They've been infiltrated by people that have uh, watered down their message. But, man, uh-huh. that sound, you sound like uh, I would have sounded five years ago. And I, I don't I, think that uh, necessarily voting for the Libertarian Party on a national level is going to do much. I, I, uh, I just don't think there's anything that can be done. There's nothing that can be done on the national I, I, level. I think that the United States, you've got the most powerful government that's ever existed on the planet because, well, you know, they've got modern weapons. Right. And they're not going to let it go. And they're not going to let it go. There's just nothing that we're going to do about it. And so even though, you know, even though in your life and in my life, we're surrounded by regular people that understand that even if they don't smoke pot or whatever, that they understand that they've got family members and friends and coworkers that do and they're fine, productive members of society and that it's absolutely ludicrous to be putting people in cages because they've decided to put things in their body that you might otherwise not decide to do. I think most people do understand that. It's just that the politicians, for whatever reason, uh, manage to continue to pander to the idea that somehow that's bad and uh, continue getting votes from it. Of course, they're backed up by the people that make money from the drug war, like the police associations and people like that. Right. So the entire system is just so entrenched. Uh, I'm with my, my co-host Mark here. The, uh, the federal government's a complete waste of time. And I'd Secession caution is you, the answer. I'd caution you with the... Uh, to, uh, for, for the use of the term conservative, I certainly would have used that term to describe myself at one point, but it draws right. up in people's minds that you don't want to let gay people get married and that you want to, right. uh, you know, you want to f- prosecute wars all over the world or whatever. Well, you know, I am, I am a Christian person and I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman, but if you want to have some type of civil union, that's fine. Just don't call it marriage. Well, you I, know? I, I understand and, where you're, I understand you're trying to protect the terminology marriage, but my, I guess the question that I would uh, ask you is, would you use the government to protect this, uh, you know, this civil union against uh, this, this union that you're calling marriage? Point. That's a beautiful point. I would right. really like that. And, well, and can we go know, here's the thing is, you know, marriage was originally a vow between God and a man and a woman. It was, you know, that's right. that's who, who it was. And the government kind of slipped in there and they really got their their toes into it when uh, the, the you know the south lost the war and black people were wanting to marry white people and they didn't want that to happen so they right. decided to start giving licenses to get married so that they right. could control to some extent who did that now they're now it's just a revenue collection thing but right. but it does prevent oh, it's more than that though two men from getting married if they want or two women from getting married if they want in some states and well i want you guys to know that, that i i listen to your show every time i come home from bass fishing i'm avid bass fisherman and one night i was listening to you just out of the blue didn't know who you were and you talked about how the police are not your friends and i said these guys are smart <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's it's so true. I mean, I would like to be able to say that they are our friends, but they clearly aren't. I mean, there are some good guys out there, but Andy man, Griffith would have been a great one. The uh, the bad apples are all over the place, and uh, yep. you know, as far as the marriage thing con- is concerned, I want to just touch on something else. I mean, as Mark pointed out, it was originally li- marriage licenses were originally instituted for racist reasons to keep uh, white folks That's from marrying That's not necessarily black folks. originally, but it, they certainly got their their uh, was one claws of the into it. And uh, so so the the correct position to take on marriage is not 
that uh, the people that want to be able to get married, the gay, gay people that want to be able to get married are taking the wrong position. But I understand why they are, because they're sort of stuck in the box and they can't see it from the outside. Uh, but the correct right. position to take is to abolish government involvement in marriage entirely. Uh, because the government... I agree 100%. Absolutely. If you love somebody, you should not have to go to some government bureaucrat and beg them for permission, a permission slip in order to, uh, to show somebody how much you love them. Whether you're a man or a woman and a man and a man or a woman or a woman, uh, I think that, uh, you know... The if, priest that marry me, married me in the church that married me, there's no way that man and that church would ever marry two men or two women. However, if right. there was a church and there was a priest that wanted to marry men together or women together, then that should be their business. Uh, right. You know, It's yeah. none of my darn business what people want to do with themselves. And I don't care right. what they call it. The only, the only thing that I would argue on it is when we have it in the public spotlight and it, and it infiltrates my child's mind in the privacy of my home through the public television. I don't like that. Well, well you can always turn off the TV, the, my friend. I, I understand where you're coming from oh, on yeah, that. And the thing is... We, we've been miseducated throughout the years to believe that airwaves are public. Um, the, the television station that's broadcasting the news to you and your children and all that stuff is owned by somebody, and that's somebody, just like you, has an agenda. If you don't like yeah. their agenda... But, of course, that would be solved. That problem, your objection there, would be solved in the absence of government involvement in marriage. I mean, if government wasn't involved in marriage, it would no longer be an issue, because then that's nobody would be point. begging for any sort of special privileges or special rights or anything like that. They'd right. just and go out and they'd get there married. There wouldn't be a gay agenda, because you know, they wouldn't just, be trying to achieve anything. I'm just glad that I can actually talk to somebody that believes in what I believe in, that has a, that has a brain in their head and is not some stupid college student that just smokes dope and doesn't even really know what they think or believe well in. i'd like to say I, that i smoke marijuana uh, a whole lot so <laughs> just so you know and i you know, just because you smoke marijuana doesn't mean you're a dumb dumb that's for sure now, you, you know you know what my what my, my what yeah. i'm trying to say though yeah when i was a stupid college kid man all i did was <laughs> drugs because it was fun sure. and i really didn't have any any uh affirmative opinion on anything because it, I didn't have it based on anything. Well, yeah, everything at that point in your life has been what's been spoon-fed to you, whether it's been from your parents or whether it's been right. from the college teachers. I mean, these kids, they feel like they're they're smart because they've been told, well, you're smart, you went to college. Uh, but at the same time, they're and just... we're all winners. They're just more heavily indoctrinated is really what the right. uh, what the case I, is. Hey, here, we're going to invite you here in a few moments uh, and tell people a little bit more about the Liberty Forum. We'll tell you about that here in a few moments, but pay attention to that because if you've enjoyed a conversation with us, you would really enjoy being surrounded by literally hundreds of people that are like-minded, all in the same place, enjoying one another's company, having a convention up here in New Hampshire. We'll tell you more about the Liberty Forum in a bit. I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The Free State Project's Liberty Forum is happening in March. We'll tell you what it's all about. Of course, take your calls about whatever you want, and we'll talk about the jobs issue if we get a chance. This is your show. It's a Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want. If you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system where you can get interactive with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, serious issues, fun stuff. You find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs. 
www.freetalklive.com. You know, a few moments ago, Mark, we were talking with, uh, we're going to get back to the calls, but I want to talk briefly about the Liberty Forum. Uh, we were talking with Mike, or excuse me, Casey in uh, Washington. Well, there was a mic on hold, but he dropped. Anyway, uh, we were talking with Casey in Washington, who had told us that you know one day he was coming home from uh, out on uh, the water doing some fishing, and he heard Free Talk Live and was stunned because you know you just don't hear radio like this. You don't hear people taking real life positions uh, in regards to that you know that aren't trying to uh, advocate for our neighbors being thrown in prison cells, as he pointed out, for smoking a joint. Like we're real people that understand this. Plus, we're taking positions that are based on liberty, that are principle, that are uh, that are understanding of uh, that if we want to be free, we have to allow our neighbors to be free, and we're not on the air advocating that we want to control our neighbors in one way or, or another. And he was you know just shocked that there could be a show like this because normally when you listen to talk radio all you hear is one side or the other the red team or the blue team talking about how bad the other team is and uh, talking about how what they want to impose their view for america on everyone by the threat of force so it can be a real i think uh i guess refreshing encounter to stumble across free talk live and i certainly love love it when i hear calls like that because i think we're we're helping validate people like you know they've always thought that something was wrong but yet they couldn't find anybody to agree with them outside of their own personal circle of friends. It seems like everybody in the media is uh, all, all in favor of the status quo or in favor of slight changes to the status quo. And I could see how that could be frustrating to somebody. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, maybe I'm not the only one out there like this or one of one of few. Now, uh, while I do think that people that think our way are relatively in the minority, uh, I would like to invite people like uh, like Casey and those others who – you know, Casey was talking about how he really enjoyed the conversation with us, and I, I would like to suggest that you come out to the Liberty Forum. Uh, come on out in early March. It's, I think, the first weekend in March here in New Hampshire. It's going to be in Nashua, New Hampshire. You can go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Because if you knew that there were people who were thinking like you were, who understand the ideas of liberty, who understand that in order to be free, you must allow your neighbors to also be free who understand and, and uh, have internalized these ideas. If you knew that there were people like that all coming to the same place, that they were converging on one geographic location, instead of being so deluded in the rest of the country, instead of feeling so alone, if you knew that those people were coming together in the same place, and I don't just mean on one day or one weekend, like the Liberty Forum is a three-day uh, event on a weekend. I mean in general. There's a movement. It's called the Free State Project. And the idea is to move as many liberty-loving individuals all to the same place. And this happens – the place that was chosen was New Hampshire for obvious reasons. You know, live free or die, no state income tax, sales tax, all that stuff. Good, it's, a good, it's a good starting point. There's still plenty of big government here in New Hampshire, uh, but it's not as big as elsewhere. It's not as intrusive as elsewhere. And so it's a good starting point to turn things around and to, and to evolve, to move forward, and to, uh, to get away from threatening neighbors and get away from coerce, the coercive authoritarian state and move toward a more uh, voluntary interaction. A consent-based society. That's what I'm all in favor of. And, of course, there are some people that are real small government types here, too. That'd be me. Uh, and so there are all kinds of people from the, you know, the spectrum of small government to, uh, to, to complete freedom to the true free market. People of all uh, you know, the, the different variations in between those two points are coming here, and they're getting active uh, instead of just being completely ineffective where they currently are. 
They're or coming just here. Defeated. Yeah, and they're getting together and they're making a difference. There are already things happening here that are just absolutely unprecedented. You know, I briefly mentioned earlier, Mark, that uh, there's a marijuana protest scheduled. And it, it's not the one that we've been talking about doing. It's another one that's just been thrown out there. One of the activists, an 18-year-old, uh, very young man from uh, California, moved here to New Hampshire. He doesn't smoke marijuana. However, it will be he who is performing these, uh, this upcoming marijuana civil disobedience. He has announced that he's going to contact the media and maybe the cops and tell them in advance where he's going to be. I'm not sure the media gives a damn. But... When he's going to be there. And well, I don't know, Mark. I think that the, I would, if I were in charge of the newsroom and I heard about this, I'd want to be covering it uh, because he's going to go into a public place and announce in advance that he's going to be holding a piece of marijuana in his hand. Now he's not a marijuana smoker, so he doesn't plan on smoking it. He's not going to get high, but he just he's outraged by the fact that friends of his, people that he knows and respects, have been thrown in cold prison cells as a result of them possessing marijuana. And he's outraged by it enough to the point where he's willing to put his freedom on the line for it. Hmm. What kind of activism like that is happening anywhere else? I mean, there's all kinds of political stuff happening, too. But that's that's civil disobedience. That's, you know, that's like Rosa Parks, Gandhi stuff. I think it's it's an amazing event. And that's going on here in New Hampshire. And there are more people like him coming here every single week. I think that, uh, you know, when it comes to marijuana laws, that there's a that there's a lot that one can do in the area of uh, civil disobedience to. And it hasn't started to stave things off. Right. For the most part, nobody does civil disobedience in this country. So we're starting to see it happening here in New Hampshire. We're seeing some amazing changes going on. And, and this is only with a few hundred people having moved in as part of the Free State Project. But they're not just your few hundred average folk. These are a few hundred people that get liberty and are willing to do something about it. So if you knew that those people were all going to be hanging out together on one weekend here in New Hampshire, would you want to come and meet some of them? Because they're interesting, folks. Come on out to the Liberty Forum. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, and you'll be able to meet a lot of the regular people that have moved here as part of the Free State Project. A number of people are also, of course, considering moving. Uh, some people are planning to move, but they haven't quite moved yet, and they're all going to gather together, and they're going to have a, which is, what is essentially a convention. It's a, it's a weekend-long convention in a, in a hotel. There's, uh, there's panel discussions. There's special speakers. I, and I mean big names. Has anybody ever heard of Kane from the WWE? Ever heard of that guy? Kane? Glenn Jacobs. He's the man behind the, the mask. Well, last, year, last year there was John Stossel. So, I mean, they, John Stossel they, they was bring, there, yeah. They bring big names. Uh, so Glenn Jacobs is going to be there. Uh, there are also a bunch of other folks that, you know, I'm not going to go down the laundry list. There are so many different speakers. You can get the full list over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Oh, Richard Heller. I'll mention him. He was the guy involved in the uh, major gun case over the summer in D.C. D.C. versus Heller. He's a Free State Project member. Glenn Jacobs is a Free State Project member. This is a real movement, and there are some really big names associated with it. Of course, Free Talk Live, we're not big, but we'll be there. We'll be there broadcasting live the entire time. Look forward to meeting you. Head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up and uh, join us here in New Hampshire for a, a weekend of, uh, of wonderful networking, fun parties, uh, panel discussions, speeches. It's a blast. You really should come out. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. And use this code to get 10% off. 2009 FTL. That's 2009 FTL. As we go to your phone calls and talk to Neil in California. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live. Neil. Hey, hey guys, am I there? You are on the air. What's on your mind? All right, well, you know, I just had a quick story for you. <clears throat> I'm dealing with a, a code enforcer. I call her the garage enforcer of my own. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I feel your pain with the whole couch thing. I, I haven't gotten 
hauled into court yet or ordered to go to court yet. But what happened was I had some garbage cans on the side of my house, which uh, which you know, which is where we store them when when they're not out in, the, in sure. the street. And my neighbor and I both do that. Well, she drives up in a truck one day, little white pickup, and starts taking pictures of my house. Your neighbor so, or the code enforcer? The code enforcer. Okay. My neighbor and I are on, on great terms. Got it. And she starts taking pictures, so I ask her what the problem is, and she tells me I need to move them out of, you know, wherever they are. I, I told her they'd been there for three years, four years. <laughs> you know, even before I moved into the house, they had a cement slab for them. Well, there really wasn't a whole lot getting around. She was either going to ticket me for it or I had to move them to the back of my house. So I moved them back to my house, mm. and as I'm going, as, I'm, as I finish with her, I open up my garage where my art studio is. Um, I work out of my house, and I converted my garage into a studio. Uh-oh. Well, she really seemed to have a problem. At first, she thought someone lived in there. I told her no one lived in there. But she told me that I wasn't allowed to have anything in my garage <laughs> except for my car. Oh, and wow. When, when, I, when, I, when I asked her about that, when I said, you know, can I have tools in my garage? Because, oh, I, mean, I mean, probably every single guy on the, on the street sure. has tools. And she sure. goes, absolutely not. Nothing except for your car can be in the garage. And I questioned her. And I said, <laughs> Crazy why? people. It's because yeah, exactly. it's her garage. Hey, Neil, I'll bring you back. You can continue your story here in moments. It's her garage. It's not your garage. The government owns your garage and the rest of your property, apparently. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. All right, this is Free Talk Live and only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And, Mark, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those on us. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do it by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. They've got virtually everything that you might need to buy. Uh, they've even got groceries. I mean it. Amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter through that link, uh, that will result in Free Talk Live getting a cut. Even if you're buying used items through Amazon, we still get a percentage so enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over f- for spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. Appri- apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California and uh, Emory University in Georgia. Visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more information. It's open to undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates. I'd like to uh, point out that classical liberal doesn't mean what liberal means to Rush Limbaugh today. 800-259-9231. We continue with Neil in California, who is telling us a story about the code enforcers, or in this case, the garage enforcer, that came out to your house uh, originally to tell you they had a problem with your trash cans. You fixed the problem, which you're saying wasn't a problem. It's been that way for three years. You just you keep your trash cans on the side of the house. Apparently, they had a problem with that. Uh, but as you'd opened your garage, I guess, to go indoors, she spotted an art studio in your garage and, and essentially told you that you couldn't have that there, that you could only keep a car in your garage. You said, well, what about tools? She said, you can't have that in your garage. Only cars are allowed in your garage there in wherever in California you are, and that was where we left off in the story. Do continue. You guys have brought this up a number of times. I think it's really important to continuously question them, you know, so that you're, you're not being put, you're putting them on the spot instead of, instead of you having to answer their question. Absolutely. So, if you're answering questions, you're losing. Yeah, so what I started doing was I, I said, you know, first of all, 
why? And she said, because uh, it's, um, it's, it's against code and it's, apparently it's a fire hazard. So I said, um, you know, well, what, what can I have in my garage? Because tools, tools aren't a fire hazard. My, my yeah. hammer's not a, a fire hazard. And this, this will go into my question, but what, what she said was, nothing except for your car can be in your garage because it's a fire hazard. And I said, you know what? I, I, I work with, with, with charcoals and water-based paints. Nothing in there is a fire hazard unless I put my car in there, which has gasoline. I said, now, my, my car has gasoline in it. Is that not a fire hazard? And she was kind of put on the spot. She didn't respond to my question. All she told me was, listen, I'm, I'm going to cite you for this unless you agree to move, it, to, to move all that stuff out, and you can only have right. your she, car in there. She didn't have a logical answer, so she went back to her threat of force. Exactly. So, you know, I, I shut the door. I said, um, you know, I just I said I, I take everything out, which I didn't, and I'm not. Are you going to so black out I, your windows? Uh, no, it's, it's it's a garage, so I just shut the door. There's no windows on there, oh, okay. and, and you know, unless they you know bust the door open, they're they're not coming in. And you know, if that's what they're going to have to do, that's what they're going to have to do. How However, long ago did this go down? This this happened about three months ago, and I've uh, I've so. spoken with her twice, and I just refused to open the door. So wait, so, she's come know. back. She's physically come back to uh, your house to check on you. Yeah, well, you know, um, on on certain days, they, what they do is they drive around the neighborhoods mm -hmm. looking for anything that violates. I mean, sure. if you have, you know, a sign on your lawn that can't be there, if you have a trash can in front of your house or on the side of your house, and it's supposed to it's supposed to be in the back, anything that violates code. I mean, if you have a a wetsuit, a lot of people surf out here have wetsuits hanging over their balconies. Apparently, that violates a code, and they they go around and they raise. Is it a fire probably, hazard? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's they just go around raising revenue like sure that. Do. People people just obey and they obey, yep. and then you know people don't question it. They just want them to go away. Yep. And um, you know, I told her she I I wasn't opening the garage. Uh, she didn't have any reason to go into the garage. I told her I'd moved everything out, and um, you know, she hasn't really pressed it any further. Um, I hope she doesn't my, show up with cops. My my well, I mean, she could, but I if that's what they want to do, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do. But um, you know, again, I'm. You, I'm I, I don't go looking for trouble, but, you know, I'm going to defend my rights. As, as, I mean, it's my own house, right. for God's sakes. They're you know, bringing the trouble. You, I, it's always yeah, them that you, brings the trouble. If you drive down the street, I swear if you open up every single person's garage, you're going to find more than just a car in there. Of I mean, course. You know, that's what people do. They fill spaces. So my, 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 what happened was I, you know, I, I got kind of angry and uh, after, you know, this whole thing about this whole thing. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get some kind of position where I can change things. I'm a young guy, I'm 27 <laughs> years old, and you know, a lot of these people that are on the city councils and you know, the planning boards and stuff like that, I can't stand what they do. Mm -hmm. However, I would just like to go and just be the Ron Paul who just stands up there and just throws a wrench in their gears and just throws out, you know, why, why, why are you making this person do this? No, I'm not going to vote for that. And what happened was, it's, it's just, I mean, some of these people have been on, the, I mean, I'm 27 years old, there's people that have literally been sitting on the council, there's a woman in Laguna Beach that's been on there for 27 <laughs> years, you know, and, 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 and everyone else has been on there for, for years and years and years, too, yeah. and I mean, it's just, it's, so when I, when I started listening to you guys a few months ago, I started getting your podcast, which I've, I voted for it every single day now, um, it's, it's like a, a voice of reason, and there's other people out there like me, which is great, but, you know, what I was wondering with you guys is how much luck have you guys had in getting people, or are you trying to actively get people into local government? Because I know that's that's where we can start to make a you're, difference. You're and, talking about and the and Free just, State Project? The 
how Free successful State that's been? Up there in, especially up there in Keene. Well, number one, uh, the Free State Project is simply a, a movement of liberty activists here to New Hampshire. What they do when they get here is completely up to them. But those activists have really been quite active uh, in the realm of politics. We did mention earlier tonight that there are over 150 uh, liberty, uh, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance qualified candidates, endorsed candidates running. Now, those are not all Free Staters, uh, because what we've seen happen is what we expected to happen, and that is that these great activists that are coming here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project are essentially energizing the old burned-out activists of, uh, you know, that have lived here for a long time that might have you know, sort of thrown up their hands in frustration at all the, the, as they call them, the mass holes coming up here from Massachusetts, uh, coming and bringing their statist ways up here. So what we've seen is sort of a resurgence in activism from the, from the New Hampshire natives uh, as well as the Free Staters that have come up here. And uh, to, to be honest with you, the Free Staters have only been here for a couple of years now, two or three years for the most part, uh, because it's relatively early on in the, uh, the, the the phase of people moving in. We're getting more movers now than we've ever gotten before. Real, but, real quick, what, what I was what I was thinking was, you know, and I was thinking about this last night because you you kind of seemed, I don't know, uh, hopeless at sometimes when when you were thinking about the the whole electoral process and and and, and going you know getting yeah. into their system and everything else. But what I was thinking was, you don't really, I mean, if you had enough activists move up there, which it looks like you guys are making, you know, some headway now, not everybody in a city votes anyway. But if you can get, you know, all of your activists who are probably willing to at least participate in local government to just go in there and vote, and then if you could run a few candidates, and I mean, if you're having a few hundred people move up there, you know, every, you know, year or so, I think that you guys can at least take over. Oh, I think you're. I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Though I don't like the terms like take over, and 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 that's why I'm not so involved take, in politics. But back. but I think that but I think that you're right. I think that here, at least in New Hampshire, pol- political solutions are a possibility. I think they're a relatively good possibility, and we're going to know more here within the next week because again, those 150 plus candidates, uh, we'll know whether they won or not by the end of next week uh, or by Wednesday. So we'll certainly have more to to, to crow about. Hopefully at that point. But what I wanted to point out was a lot of the free staters that have moved in. You have to be here two years in order to be a candidate for state representative. And so just now, this year, we're seeing people that have been here long enough in order to actually go ahead and run for those state rep offices. So you're going to see more action over time uh, in that particular realm. And of course, if you come here and help us out, then it'll happen that much sooner. I thank you for the call tonight and good luck with your, your situation. Let us know what happens if that bureaucrat comes out again to, uh, to harass you. More. 800-259-9231. Let's get Adam in here. Adam from South Carolina listening to WSC-FM. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well, I, I wanted to know what you all thought about uh, uh, Barack Obama's uh, point that he made earlier that <clears throat> or uh, that he made a couple of years ago that uh, apparently was recorded, him saying that one of the worst things that came out of the civil rights movement was the fact that they didn't handle the redistribution of wealth. Uh, they didn't do anything with it. Well, um, I are you talking like I, I did? Here's uh, some of the comment. And I don't. I, all I remember is redistribution of wealth, and to me, that's a socialist buzzword. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, socialism's been proven over and over and over and over again not to work. But we keep on trying it. It seems we being humans. Um, but I would caution you that, in fact, I think that uh, both of the president major presidential candidates are um, socialists. 
I think that John McCain um, is... He's a national socialist. Right. He's, 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 you know, he wants to take your money and give it to uh, big business and people who are in the military. Barack Obama wants to take your money and give it to unions and uh, people that are poor. And the bureaucrats running the program. Well, right. In both cases, it's the bureaucrats that work for the federal government that are going to get your money in the process. You know, I don't know if that really answered your question, but we're out of time. My friend, call us next week. I think, I think what Barack Obama said sucked. That's there you I go. go. Thanks for the call, dude. I think it all sucks at the federal level. And uh, good luck to you guys as you uh, go out to vote, if, you, if you're if you voting, uh, next week. We'll talk to you next week. Otherwise, uh, if you're getting our weekday show starting Monday, we'll talk to you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.